I'm Michael Spiegelman. When it's two o'clock, you hear the trippy music here on Mutiny Radio. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about the higher powers and the Lord and other things on. Some call me Tim. I jumped it. Some call me Tim. There it is. Today on Some Call Me Tim, I have a very special guest. Luke Newman. Yo. What would I do? Hilarious comedian. Lovely human being. I try to be. Also, stoner extraordinaire. Are you? Would you consider yourself a You know, stoner? I wouldn't consider myself a stoner. I feel like that's disrespectful to the real stoners. Oh, that's so nice. You know? I'm a real stoner. I don't no, know. I'm an OG stoner. I don't get. I just, I just you gotta get. You gotta pull it and tuck like right that. into it. I'm trying to. You don't smoke pot all the time like the rest of us comics. You know, I take breaks. You know, I'm trying to figure out the, the mechanics of this. Yeah, you kind of gotta move around the thingy. Uh, if if do that have, one's a do problem. You, do you have a napkin? Do I have a napkin? Oh. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Because I'm gonna need one here. Maybe it's toilet paper. You can't like like your fingers or your fingers aren't. Are too dirty. There you go. I made it was a little soft yesterday what I made, um, but it's delicious. Uh, it is delicious. So welcome to Subcall Me Tim. Thank you. This is the show where um, I interview a different person every week about what they believe in. Great. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, if that one if that one's too difficult to maneuver, there's you can try a different one too. It's mm-hmm. fine. I can just hold it. Oh, okay, that works. Yeah. So uh, this is the podcast where we talk about what people believe in. Usually, I have people look into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, who's behind you, and I ask it's you first in the eyes. Well, you can look at him cross-eyed a little bit from the side there, but mm-hmm. I ask if you uh, believe in Jesus. Well, first of all, let me say. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, yeah. You know, appreciate it. And um, second of all, let me say it's, it's a beautiful fucking day. Yes, it is. It's so it is. fucking it's beautiful outside. I was walking through San Francisco just enjoying the uh, the uh, Victorian architecture and all that. In, in the, the sunshine. In the sunshine. Mm. It's a beautiful day. That being said... I can't really look him look him in his eyes and tell him I don't believe in him. Sure you can. All right, fuck you, Jesus. Well, so do you do you think he didn't exist at all? Like, was he a guy who lived on the earth, or is he just a totally made up allegorical figure who's not? So you asked me whether I believe Jesus was a real was he person? Was yeah, like a lot of people because some people say fuck Jesus, he wasn't real. Some people say, well, he was a real guy, but he wasn't the son of God, because that's that's an insane right. concept. And some people just say, like, religion is a farce, and you're all idiots, and I believe in cats. But, you know, it just... <laughs> um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you for sure whether Jesus was a real person or not. I know from what he, what's been written about him that he seems like he's a good guy. He's a good guy, sure. If he was real. Sure. They they definitely uh, make him make him out to be to be a good guy. That being said, it's possible that he was a dickhead. 
Were you raised religious at all? Um, sort of. I was sort of raised religious. I was. I was raised. Do you? Ha- can I wash my hands? Real yeah, quick? sure. Go I'm wash your sorry. hands. Yeah, he's got. got he's got stuff all out. over his hands. He's fudge all over his hands. Uh, I'll let the audience know what the show's about while you're washing your hands. We don't have any paper towels because I need to go to Costco. Uh, maybe I'll do that this afternoon. But some call me Tim. Is uh, the reason it's called that is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and uh, they were in search of the Holy Grail. And then at the end of the movie, you find out that everything, it's just a model, uh, that it wasn't real, and is the Holy Grail real, and why do we seek religion, and why do we, you know, put time and effort into these constructs and these moral, you know, platitudes, and is it real, are we just controlling people, or are we, is morality important, you know, do you need, do you need religion to consider yourself a moral person, things like that is usually... Um, I would argue no. Well, you consider yourself a moral person? I would consider myself a moral person, yes. Now, I have I have a I have a a moral compass. I don't always follow that, but I'm only human, you know. So you you understand and know right from wrong. Sometimes you choose wrong on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah, in a in a, you know, but I think we're all we're all human beings are all flawed. We all have we've all made mistakes and we all have regrets, you know. Well, when, but if you, if you're saying that you have a moral compass, that means that you make choices to not follow it, which is sort of against yeah, morality. But it is, but I feel like the human mind is, is such that sometimes you can trick yourself into justifying justifying your things. Tr- sure sure and then and then maybe later uh, oh, oh, reflection upon reflection um you know you realize that you fucked up right but as long as you have that moral compass to use as a tool but then of reflection you realize after you fucked up and is it because you yourself tell you fucked up or does someone else outside yourself say hey you fucked right. up is it, it the consequences that make you regret the action or is it the self-reflection that makes you regret the action a little bit of both. And, and, uh, the shame monster gets you. Oh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely I feel like human beings are... There's an... I think I feel like even dogs, you know, have a, a, a moral compass, you know. And it's, de- and it's... And religion doesn't inform their moral compass. So you there must be something... dogs have a moral compass? Oh, of course. Of course. So you, you argue that... Do dogs have a soul? I think. Do you have to have a soul oh, to be do, able to? Oh, do dogs have a soul? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. For so sure. So then, if dogs have a soul, then you have a compass for morality. Now, I was raised super Christian, and I was told mm-hmm. that and it was one of the reasons why I negated it as a child. Is they said that my dogs and cats had no soul, and so they, therefore they could not go to heaven or hell because they didn't they didn't have souls, and so they didn't really exist on a on a spiritual plane. And when that I, I so I told my teacher, raised my hand and told Miss Blake, cunty bitch, <laughs> I raised my hand and I'm like, so what you're saying is this is in fifth grade, my dogs that all dogs don't go to heaven and dogs <laughs> don't go cats don't go to and she's like yeah they don't so I said when I go to heaven because I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior when I do that you know whiskers yeah. isn't going to be there <laughs> and they were like she said yeah no there's not and then also 
she said, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. And I said, well, what about my grandma? She's Catholic and she doesn't believe. She believes in Jesus, but she doesn't, she talks to a priest. She doesn't believe that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ like that. They aren't technically born again. And she said, well, then your, your grandma's going to hell. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's like... Yeah, she don't disrespect my grandma like that. Exactly, or my dog, or my cat. Man. How dare they? Anyway, but I think I think dogs definitely have a soul. You can you can see it in their eyes if you've ever dealt uh, with a dog before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and also like you know, dogs are the dogs are the type of animal. I mean, every soul manifests itself in a different way, but dogs are the type of animal that when you know if you're if you have a dog and you're dying. You know, your dog will will sit there and 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 stand by your side. Sure. Till you till you you are no longer with us. You know, and that's mm. that's like that's like uh. They're bringing you on to the next world. Yeah, and it's holding like they're hand, like they're the like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here with you mm. while you while you, you know. They do that too when you're depressed. It, 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 if you're it, it, sad, a dog knows. If that's not uh, if that's not morality, I don't know what is. You yeah. Because they could be like, well, fuck this, I'm out of here, and we go find my next meal. Mm. But the, to the, against their own, um, you know, against their own uh, benefit, they're gonna sit there with you. I think though you that I, I would. I would maybe even disagree that dogs have a soul because they're so selfless all the time. I don't know if they make choices between good or bad. I think that they, I mean, because when we say bad dog, like we're moralizing their choices as good or bad, but I don't think they make, I, I, I haven't seen a dog, a dog's react in a way to for preservation like no but then that doesn't work with the dying thing because if preservation then they'd go off and that's what I'm I just saying. think they always make the good choice I think that dogs aren't capable of being evil because they're just so nice or maybe they are only if their owners are horrible and then they attack children because they've been like in a pen forever or something I don't know yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like if 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 there is any I don't feel like human beings are. I mean, we're 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 animals, so any sense of mor- any like inherent sense of morality that we have is 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 based on some sort of evolutionary biological thing. So if we have it and other animals, why wouldn't other animals have it? You know, our, ours is just far more advanced. Is it our language that makes us think we're better than other animals? Then I'd say it's all these microphones and it's shit. It's all these. It's because we're like, listen to me. Yeah. But don't dogs do the same thing? They can make you listen to them. Cats can make you listen to them. Yeah. <coughs> we got into a weird place. So, you don't consider yourself religious? Do you consider yourself spiritual? Um. Yes. I mean, of course, obviously. I don't know why I say that. I don't know. Obviously, I think, I'm a spiritual I, dude. I mean, I mean, obviously, I think I feel like everybody is spiritual. Everybody has a spirit. Um, you know, if huh. they're not if they're not in touch with it, that's a different thing. But everybody has a spirit. Like even somebody who it doesn't consider them spiritual, you could get them to say something like, "Oh, you know, I'm, spirits are high with me." You know. What, what do you do? You think? I'm just wondering, what is the definition of evil? Who would you consider an evil person? The definition of evil? Yeah, who do you think is an evil person? I mean, 
I would I would be very hesitant to classify anybody as an evil person. Okay. You know what I mean? Be- is that because people inherently are good? I would say that people are inherently a little bit of both. Oh. And I feel like some people are more susceptible to um, the evil. What's the most evil thing you've done in the past six months? Past six months? Um, uh, it's hard. It's hard to the most evil. Your- I don't think I've done anything evil. I may. I Can may you have- think of anything you've ever done that was evil? I have. I have one thing in my head that I did, and I know it was evil. Evil. I don't know. Shall I give you my example and then you? Let okay. Me- all right. Okay. One time, I knew I was getting a cold sore okay. on my mouth, and I felt it like kind of tingle and stuff. And I was mad at an ex-boyfriend type person mm. who I felt that I wanted to exact potentially some revenge on. And so I put myself in a place where I would be taken home to service him orally. And I did that purposely knowing that I had a cold sore developing. Mm. So I like literally hate fucked him. Mm. I don't know if I gave him anything, but I was sort of trying to. But you felt guilty about it. No, not until way later, not uh, for a long time. I felt really good about it because I felt that for the first time, must have been a real piece of shit then. Yeah. For the first time I felt that I was able to exact revenge Mm -hmm. and I've never really had that feeling. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to, I've had thoughts of revenge, but I've never been able to carry a revenge plot through to fruition. Uh huh. So and so that was a thing that I think that I did purposely to hurt another person, and therefore it was evil. Yeah. I don't because I had been hurt. It was yeah. reactionary to being hurt, or to perceive I perceived that I was being hurt. Yeah. And therefore, I made an evil choice to exact revenge. And maybe I don't know. Maybe that the 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 uh, you felt empowered by being able. I to felt very empowered by it. Yes. This oh, guy. Yes. Yeah. That one, that one's kind of going in and out, it's and I don't know what. There it is. Yeah, maybe try try that other one. It, it just it buzzes a little bit and gets there. You go. This guy. That is guy he? is better. All right. Yeah. You can just throw that thing back up there. I'll work with it later. There you go. So have you ever done anything like that? Like evil? I gave you an example of something I've done that was pretty evil. Um, I can't say that I have. I mean, I've done things um that are not i probably shouldn't mention on a radio show ah but they weren't but they weren't like um you don't i mean it, i didn't say names it could be you know. yeah but it's not about it's not about oh. who it's about what oh i see um but uh but you know it was on some robin hood type i felt like i was doing good you know sure um so other people perceived your actions as potentially bad or right. evil, but your intention was out of goodness. More or less, okay. yeah. Um, but I, I will say, you guys were talking about prostitution and everything. I will say, I, I, I have gotten a blowjob from a prostitute. There's before. something wrong with that. Is, that. is that evil? No, not at all. Okay, all right. No, I mean... I didn't feel good about it, though. But you're, you're a job creator. I suppose a blowjob creator, but you're a job yeah. creator. I think yeah. that that's. I just did it one time, and I di- I didn't feel good about it, but you know. But if you, 
made a monetary transaction for a sexual act that I don't I don't see that as a moralistic issue I know a lot of people say like oh prostitution and it's blah blah blah, blah but it's it's a if you if there is a woman who can take charge of her sexuality take charge literally and charge people for it and be paid and have that be a job I, I don't if that's her choice and she isn't being abused and it's right. a consensual agreement where there is money exchanging hands and it's safe and everybody's fine and I know that prostitution isn't necessarily like that and when it where it's legal it can be I don't see that as a problem and I wouldn't even be super bummed if like my significant other I found out he had gotten he had paid for a blowjob I don't like giving mm. them I there was I used to do it all the time when I was married and and even younger than that because I was taught that a you don't have sex till you're married so but you can get blowjobs willy-nilly and the only way for boys to like you is if they like you sexually so I gave a lot of blowjobs in college uh-huh. so and I felt sort of forced into it because I I didn't feel forced into it. I did it because I wanted people, boys to like me. And I was taught in the nineties that the way you make men like you is by sucking their dick. It was just a thing that everyone just figured out. And then, and then I also sort of played into that. I mean, to be fair, that's not a bad, it's not a bad way to get people like you. (laughs) So, so from, from when I was like, started being sexually active when I was like 17 Hmm. until I, until I left my, ex-husband and came I just sort of it was something that you did because you're supposed to it wasn't like I like giving I don't I I like sucking dick it was like this is something you just do because it's just a societal Mm. construct and this is just Mm. something women do I didn't even that was your understanding it It was my understanding was that this is what you do and so now that I've like embraced my feminine power I'm like I don't like doing it I don't like Mm. being so you know what it is I don't like being so close to someone's butt (laughs) I don't like it and if if there's you know how often people shower and all that kind of stuff and then the stuff and this things in them no I'm just I'm like it's like I'm a germaphobe almost I can dig it I wouldn't (laughs) I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of sucking dick either. Right? So. You know, not my thing. I don't but, uh, know. But, but also that being said, uh, you know, as much as respect as I have for the profession, um, you know, she didn't gri- give that great of a blowjob. Uh, and I was kind of wanting my money back. Wow, yeah, frankly. fair enough. But just, you know, as a, you know business does a business transaction come on yeah, yeah. yeah. hey i i honestly don't have charging a, a pretty it. penny yeah you know. i mean well and that's hey it would be i, I would, wish it was legal so that i would have some legal recourse yeah exactly so you could be hey like, wasn't that good of a this wasn't pay? worth you know well i mean can i ask how much you paid because i i'm uh fifty dollars that's hey i would like i would like to be paid fifty dollars if if my significant other was like because he knows I don't like to do it. If he was like, I'll give you 50 bucks. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I could get into it for 50 bucks. Your significant other? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't give my significant other $50. A hundred? How much? I don't know. Ten? I would. I would hope that there was a mutual. Um, I, I, yeah, exactly. But I, I, I'm just saying that I would totally be like to be paid. 
for something like that. I, I, I think monetary transaction sort yeah. of equalizes things. I kind of dig it. Yeah, no, I, I, if I, if, if I, if I was going to suck a dick, I would definitely require monetary compensation. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, there we go. Personally. I also like, if, if I'm with a person in a relationship and they want something sexually that I'm not providing for them, if they want to go to a professional, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And maybe that, I, I don't know what that means, but I just wouldn't see it as like cheating. I would see if it, I would see it as like, I mean, I would hope they would ask me and make it, I wouldn't want it to be, if it was hidden, I would say it's a problem. But if, mm. if my significant other came to me and said, this is something you're not providing for me sexually, can can and now I'm addressing it. Can you provide this for me, or is it like a non-negotiable? And then may I seek it somewhere else? I'd be like, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. But yeah. maybe right. it's negotiable. Well, yeah, I didn't know you want. Okay, we could try this out. And but like with an openness and an honesty there that mm. like I would try not to take it personally. Like, yeah. oh my god, I'm not. Yeah. But I'm yeah. pretty sure I don't fulfill my partner sexually because I'm a prudy weirdo who's funny oh. about smells and stuff. <laughs> well. I, 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 what were we going to talk about? The I meaning of life? Yeah, we were supposed to talk about I didn't know we were going to find the meaning of life in a blowjob. Uh, Sorry, you change it to whatever you want. I don't know how I no, got on this. No, no. Is it that, I mean, what is, how important is sex to the, to life to you? Is it super, is it a super important thing or is it just like a, hey, me, me personally, it. I feel like it's less important to me than the average person. Mm. Um, but, but I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I just. I just think. <laughs> I'm mad at it. I just think. Uh, <laughs> I just think in this in this world, like sex is something that's just so oversold, and like it's used to to like uh, manipulate people, and like it's marketed so heavily. Ah. And um, it's the marketing. I almost just being a contrarian. I'm almost kind of like, well, you know, I don't give a shit. You know, right? That's my that's my response. Like when they try to sell me, like, what you feel like they're trying to sell you porn all the time, or just they're trying to use sex to sell whatever they got. And, oh, and, and, right, 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 and like right, the type right, of person, right, I'm right, like, right. I'm like, you're not gonna get me, you know? Sure, sure, sure. So that's when they like put my, boobs on everything. Right? It's yeah. like I see what you're trying to do. Like boobs. you can't fool me, you know? Sure. That's my kind Good. of attitude about it. You know, but um, I don't change the, ch- the channel. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. But uh, you know, sex is one element of life. But it isn't like for you, like, I mean, you're under thirty, dude. Yeah. So, I, I mean, what are, are you? What are you looking for? What's the meaning of life? Like, are you, what are you, what, what are, what are you seeking out? Like for, are you like, I'm going to be a fucking real comedian and I'm going to travel the United States. Or are you like, I'm going to live in San Francisco. Are you one of those people that's like a wife is cool and children are on the way and that's the meaning I, of life. Or? I, um, I never really been a player. You know what I mean? My, uh, I, I had a mom and a sister and they're very, uh, you know, feminists and like very like like if I if I I couldn't you know say anything disrespectful they'd be on my helmet you know what I mean. <laughs> so I grew up with that understanding and um, I think that sort of shaped the way I approach dealing with like women you know and I think that's a good thing you know <clears throat> but um 
I don't know. But do you? I mean, I am young. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what's what the future holds. I'm just. So, you're, so, so right now you're trying like, to live my best life. Well, are so you? To speak. Are you a day to day? So it's like you're seeking happiness in the now, and that's the. And if that's the case, then what are you seeking to make you happy? I mean, whatever comes, comes, you know, and I can't predict that. You have no expectations on what on what you want your day to bring. Right, yeah. Really? When you wake up, you don't think, how am I, do you, what do you, are you concerned with then fulfilling your needs like food? I or mean, like, I'm going to take I mean, a shit yes. today. Yes, I have, I know how to survive, yeah. I can I can I can I know how to where to find food <laughs> and a bathroom. But you know. but but your your day to day is it based on survival or is it based on the fulfilling of your needs and if what are those needs then? Um I, I just I I don't really have like needs to fulfill, you know. You you don't you, there's no emotional need that you feel that you want to accomplish. There's no how do you fulfill yourself how do you not be like like what keeps you alive you you, you don't you just you constantly mean, I, feel fulfilled with everything I, you do i i don't expect to feel fulfilled with everything what? i do so that i so i'm comfortable with feeling unfulfilled but i but i enjoy being fulfilled so what things fulfill you um the small little things fulfill me like just just enjoying the architecture on a walk through san francisco um it's very enjoyable to me i love music uh just subtle things subtle things you know but also big things like this radio show i'm doing here today is uh makes me feel feel like hey i'm doing something you know what i mean so that that brings me fulfillment but if i don't if there's not anything going on i don't i don't um i don't try i don't get myself down about it you know what i'm saying like how do you make money what do you do you have a, a i have a job you have a job yeah make, so you have there a, are things you have to do you yeah, have to be at I mean, certain places at certain times i live a normal human life i work i eat yeah all that but you don't worry about your work fulfilling you or you have I no think, expectations i, I think, on I think your, i'm uh I think, yeah, I, I, uh, I think in the long run I have certain expectations, or not expectations, but goals. Okay. I can't, I, I don't want to set myself up with expectations because if those go unfulfilled, then it just feels like expectation to expect something is the wrong way to approach something. Ah. To like hope for something and strive for something that i feel like that's what i would do rather than expect it i would because expect that expecting that you're going to succeed is a bit is a bit arrogant or is it is a bit the ego is definitely involved in that i expect i'm going to be here and and all this you know then what are you striving for you said you strive so yeah so what are the strivings and i strive for a lot of things but i don't expect necessarily that i'm going to achieve them and so i'm okay if i don't you know and so i'll be okay either way but what i what i strive for i don't know at this point in my life um you know i like to have a career telling jokes all right i like to be i like to uh travel the the world and tell jokes and uh, make people laugh all right i feel like 
if I can make a, a career, if I can make money, if I can make a living just making people laugh and telling jokes and traveling around, I feel like that's uh, that'll be that'll that'll definitely fulfill me. All right. So wh- yeah, no. where have you traveled recently doing jokes? Have you traveled recently to tell jokes? I have. I went to uh, I went to um, Los Angeles. Oh, good. I haven't done Los Angeles. Los Angeles is pretty good. And, and you know, I don't I do not like Los Angeles being from the Bay Area. We mm. tend to have a lot of negative feelings towards each other, yeah. especially because I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, I was going to say fuck the Dodgers. Yeah. And, the only and, good uh, thing about the Dodgers are Dodger dogs. Okay, I don't even know. I, don't, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even step foot in the, in, uh, the in the stadium. Yeah, they have really big, long hot dogs, and they're very delicious. Okay. They overcome the bun. Like, okay. Well, I may never, never find yeah, out. Yeah, I never. It's okay. Um, but uh, but I did go down there. I wore all my giant shit, you know. And actually, I was expecting like to get in a fight with somebody. But it's like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go down there and like you know tuck my tail between my legs like i'm a giants fan i'm aware rock my giants shit you know what i'm saying sure and and actually people were very friendly they talked they were talking shit but like in a in a uh amiable way you know what i mean is that the right word amiable absolutely i was just gonna compliment you on your large vocabulary well my large and varied vocabulary my mom is an english major so i don't don't really have a choice are you college educated um no i'm actually you know, you hear a lot. You hear a lot of people say, uh, "You know, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. I'm the first person in my family to not go to college." Oh wow, good for you though. Yeah, I said, "Fuck it." Sure. No, yeah. you've, you've, it, it's if you want to do stand-up comedy as a career, you, college is completely yeah. unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, yeah. There is no. There's no BA in stand-up comedy. There's no master's degree. It there doesn't isn't. exist. It's not really yeah. considered a true art form yet. So there isn't any schooling necessary. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? It doesn't even exist. There's no college in the nation that has like you can get a you can get a BA, a Bachelor of Arts in stand-up comedy. You can get you could get a. Uh, a yeah, BFA, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in in comedy, stand-up comedy, it doesn't exist. And I Not think, and I think that's crazy. And I think it's because it's a certain the art of making people laugh is a certain kind of art that is so abstract. It's hard to teach a class on it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, well, I, you could go back to you could talk about theatrically. You could talk about Commedia dell'arte. You could talk about the 1300s and Italy and slapstick comedy specifically. And okay. you can talk about where that came out of the moral the moral plays, the plays that even comedy goes all the way back to the Greek playwrights when like Aristophanes and they were doing satire against the rulers of the time. And so the comedy does have like you can trace its origins but it's still it's completely contextual and based on whatever society you're lambasting at the point at the time so it's like the Shakespearean fool yes that existed and they were making fun of the king and like juggling and being like you're a cockhead blah 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 but the same thing is. but then how do you quantify the satire or the I don't know the ways to make people laugh yeah, it's, it's like people getting hurt makes people laugh as long as they're really okay. Making fun of people in power makes people laugh as long as they don't get pissed at you and chop your head off. It's not as simple as people getting hurt makes you laugh. It has to be the way in which they get hurt. Getting kicked in the balls. Always funny. No. <laughs> America's... As a man. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it, depend, it, depends on, it depends on why he's getting kicked in the balls. But and and how he reacts. 
there's uh, there's uh, there's always with comedy there's always multiple elements of involved that you're not even aware of you know you don't think that universally getting kicked like when you see the funniest home videos like the funniest ones are guys getting kicked in the balls or a wiffle ball getting you know or a child think, accidentally punching you i think i think that's this <laughs> i think i'm sure it's funny from a female perspective <laughs> but as a male it's not always funny sometimes it's very painful <laughs> i'm sure it's always very painful but um to get kicked in the scrotum no i know but uh but i think <laughs> yeah it's it is painful and i can tell you that for certain um so it's, sometimes uh it's not so funny but um no i mean getting kicked in the balls it's a classic i know what you're saying like it's a classic uh comedy um thing you know but at the same time just within the context of comedy like the reason they they, they're getting kicked in the balls has to be there the the physicality of how they react you know what i mean all this all that has to be funny you know what i'm saying like in the context is very important yes yes well comedy you don't getting back to the point you don't have to go to school you don't have to buy into that whole thing where you gotta go to school to be successful i would say that even a trope that people follow in comedy is that you can't really truly be a stand-up comedian unless you've lived in your car or lived in your vehicle for at, at least a Who moment. Who said that? A lot of people that you can't really... I mean, those, those are only people that have... Like Joe Rogan probably lived in his car. Like all of... But he, did he say that? I don't think he did. Okay. He but, seems more sensible than that. But he, <laughs> there are people like, so when you look at, you know... I know some comics who've lived in their car. Alex Q. Huffman, although he's gone. Brady Holt lived in his car. Mm-hmm. Matthew Quirk lives in his van. Yeah, indeed, uh, yeah. yeah. And I have respect. For, I have respect for the grind. You right. know? And if you people move to, they go to L.A. and they live out of their car to do comedy. To I feel like I, I could. I, it's very likely that I'll end up in that situation if I ever get a car. You know. Yeah, it's a place to live. What is the? What does your tattoo mean? It, is it Greek? Oh, um, this, I have two tattoos. This one means, um, is, is, uh, ancient Latin for levitas or for levity. It's, it's levitas, levitas, which means basically, uh, you've heard the term gravitas. Right. Well, levitas, levity to laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's the opposite of Le- gravitas. Gotcha. So it's like, you know, don't take anything seriously sure. in life. And, and that's, uh, important. Uh, reminder for, for myself personally. It's a good, it's a good tattoo for a comedian because it's yeah, making light. Exactly, and I th- and another and another um, in, uh, translation of levitas is uh, impermanence. So oh. I thought that was I thought that was funny and that was ironic to get as a tattoo. Well, yeah, yeah. that is funny and yeah. ironic, but that also sort of goes with your life gestalt of impermanent, like. You're just looking to d- no expectations, just yeah. staying alive and being happy about being alive. Hey, I'm 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 gone with the wind, you know. If it ain't blowing, I ain't going. You know? <laughs> like sands through the hourglass. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, good stuff. So that's your goal. You really want to be a stand-up comic. You want to well, travel the. Yeah. You want to go to Indiana. And I want to. I want to get paid band. to talk shit, and I want to go see. Uh, what's in the world so i feel like stand-up comedy fits those two things yeah you know there's got to be a way to figure out how to do that if you're 
I just I'm imagining you right now on like a double decker bus, but in India, like leading some sort of comedy tour in India on a double decker bus. I could get down. They speak English in they India. They speak English in India. Yeah. I, but I could see you in a bunch of different countries doing that. Like, I yeah. just see you standing on a double-decker bus with a microphone doing, like, tour guide comedy. Hopefully, I won't have to come to that. But was that a bad thing? <laughs> but, I think no, that no, would be a fun thing. No, no, it's a good thing. thing, but I feel like... It would be a way to travel right now, wouldn't it? No, I feel like I feel like that could be a good thing. Yeah. I, I I would do I mean if someone offered me like in the near future yeah if someone offered me a two week get like if I was if it was a tour bus thing someone should come up with this idea that you because Americans I wouldn't, I wouldn't be good at giving a tour of anywhere in India though no but that's the whole thing you don't have to it's pretty much just being funny and driving around it's just but you speak English and, and not, for other so English a tour people. so a tour of not knowing yeah you're, I am. Hey, I'm down. Because they're you, hiring you'd be, me. You'd be hey, this it. is a building. I don't know what it is, but it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right. You're just doing comedy and talking to a group of people while you're driving around in a cool place. That I you mean, I could get down as long as we let the people know. You're not going to learn any. Well, no, you call <laughs> it the comedy tour guide, and you say okay. we have a real English. We have a comic from the United States. We have an American comedian who's going to lead this tour, <laughs> and he's going to tell you some jokes, but. He's not going to tell you anything about what you're saying. Exactly. Or you could. I mean, it's an opportunity to riff. And every time, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be fun. I mean, I wish it could be like a, that, it's actually not a bad idea for a Netflix special. It's not. That you go to eight different countries and lead tours, tour yeah. com- com- comedy tours and have people, that people would love that. They'd be like, I, think, I get to be on TV. I think I'd be more qualified to do like a tour of East Oakland or something, you know. Oh, that would be, maybe that'd be the start of it, just right? Just in, in, in a scraper, like out the window, like, and I got robbed right here when I was 12, and um, <laughs> That would be fun. I'd liquor store, that. I got my first Swisher at right here. You know. That's a good tour. Yeah. That's an experience. Yeah, it is indeed. How old are you? I'm uh, 28. Oh, okay. So you yeah. were, I was thinking you're the right age here. Yeah. What do you, I mean, this is terrible. This is the weirdest question to ask you because you, do, you don't believe in impermanence and I'm sure you're not thinking this far out, but. I don't believe in impermanence? Well, you do, you're sort of like this, you've been talking about like, you don't, you don't really have expectations. You're not like trying to like lay crazy roots. I mean, you have this goal that you want to set but you're not like but these are the things i need to accomplish to get there and i'm trying to well impermanence is permanent isn't it it can't be a impermanence can be a permanent impermanent impermanence is definitely you're always going to have impermanent shit yeah there's no at no at no point is everything just going to all of a sudden start to be permanent you're always going to have impermanent shit so impermanence is definitely permanent and what and how do you deal how do you fucking deal with that idea i think that you're should have you you are you have a, a degree of I think philosophy. this I think this weed fudge is kicking in yeah it, it hits you really fast because it's the way I make it it's I put the I don't use butter anymore to put my weed into I put it into uh, vodka uh, so uh. that I'm and then when I'm making fudge instead of using water to cook my sugar down I use the alcohol but it burns off and it just leaves the THC attached to the sugar Hmm. So actually, I know how to make this. Very exciting now. I know how to make um, pot cotton candy. Pot and candy. Pot and candy. Wouldn't that be fun? I I have all these ideas of things. I'm like, I could make that and sell it, but I don't know how to do that. But 
like I know how to make pot cotton candy. I just don't know how to That's make it. That's a good it. skill to have. Right? But That's I could a very good but skill. the thing is that you could I can actually make the sugar so that you can rent a cotton candy machine and pour it in and at like a party you could make pot and candy fresh like out of a candy cotton candy machine. Mm. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What do you think the meaning of life is? What do I think? Or do you think there is one at all? I think uh and if there isn't, what does that mean? I think that the meaning of life is to create, let who you are. So you think you know the meaning of life? I, I, well, the hubris of me. I probably have narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, but I think that the meaning of life is to have people remember you after you're dead, really. And so for some people... Having children works because then, at least for two generations, you, they remember you because maybe you're a parent and then you're a grandparent, and people know you as a grandparent and there you exist. You exist not only as yourself, but then you exist as a parent and then you exist as a grandparent. And so then there's all these layers of people who remember you because they have to because you've like stamped yourself on their lives and they better remember you. But if you don't like use the child thing to pass on my genes and like mm. make sure that I have permanence in a world of impermanence, then you create things like, you know, like Mutiny Radio or like how long will mm. people remember Mutiny Radio after I'm dead? Will it be? Will it exist? Will it be? Will I'll remember, remember for quite a while myself. Wait, so, you know, it's, it's the same. Like, do you leave a lasting enough mark on a person with their, like your soul stains them or something? Like I touched a person and like you have like a stain on them. And like, what's the half-life of that stain? What's the half-life of that memory that you created with a person? We forget things all the time. I, there were teachers when I was little that I still remember their names. That obviously they affected me. Obviously the stain that they put on me of their selves still exists because I remember them and carry it on. They might be dead, but because I'm remembering them, they still exist. So it's, yeah. so it's sort of creating permanence, but the, in an impermanent space hmm. would be the meaning. Well, when I think about the meaning of life, I think uh, that... Because like people say, oh, what's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? What's the definition of purpose? What does <laughs> purpose mean? What does meaning mean? You know what I'm saying? So, so everybody thinks, oh, life has a meaning. Life have, has a purpose. But what do you mean by purpose? What do you mean by meaning? And I feel like if we take it into like a logical realm, uh, there's, there's, um, if you look at like a tautology, a tautology is like, you know, if then, oh, if this is true, then, then that is true. Like a logical therefore, statement. If then, therefore. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And, and these, and this is how, you know, logicians claim shit to be true. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that logic is true uh, over the board. Like, sure. Why would you know, I mean, we've decided. A lot of things are true, true. Uh, without, without having to go through logic, you know things intangible sure. truths you right. know faith but exactly yeah god is jesus is true you know don't bring your logic into this one no um but uh but it's like this if if something if a claim is true then it has to have you know a piece of evidence a and piece, piece of evidence b mm. but a and b have to be true and then a has to have its a and b and b has to have its b and it keeps going down and down and down and at, at a certain point you, you can go on forever and uh mathematically if you graph that idea of what is logically true 
based on that formula, it's gonna it's gonna look like one of those graphs where you're trying to divide something by zero. You're oh. never gonna you're gonna graph it. It's never gonna hit the x-axis, but it's gonna get close enough that it looks like it. Sure. And so we can say, oh, that's truth mathematically, just because it's so close to the uh, the naked eye, it looks like it's hitting that x uh, axis. Sure. But it's not actually, and it never will it. Because well, yeah, because you break it down even further, like that you're sitting in a chair, but what is it? That chair is there, but really it's just a bunch of protons and neutrons right. circling each other. Right. Electrons and shit. Electrons circling protons and neutrons and it's there's space. It's there's a lot of right. space in that chair. There's tons and tons of space. And when you pull it apart you can keep looking smaller and smaller and smaller. Indeed. And and logic in that way is is can only get you to a mathematical truth. Mm. If that makes sense. Sure. Whereas, well, pi is infinite. The whereas, swirling is Whereas infinite. an absolute truth is like, uh, I, what is, what is, who is the guy? Descartes? He said, I think, therefore yeah. I am. Yeah, I like Descartes a lot. It's like... That's, Concerning that's, things that can be doubted. Yeah, it's Descartes. like that That right there is my favorite idea. I think, therefore I am. You can't think and not be. Right. If you if you can if you can if you can cons- if you can consider whether or not you exist, then obviously you exist. You exist. Yeah. You can't be like, do I exist? Well, there's there's you know the the answer can never be no. Because yeah, because you're asking a question. Something well, then that like doesn't the- exist can't ask a question, and right. that's and that's a truth that you can that's clear, um, without having to go through the process of logic, you know. If a tree falls in the woods, or 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 that if you if you did take it through the process of logic, you might find that it's not a hundred percent true, but it 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 is true though. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it is true. Though. It's definitely true. If you're thinking, you exist. Yes. But logic might 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 disagree. But well, you could always talk your way around anything. Right. Like, yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. You're know. a modern day philosopher. I try to I try to philosophize about things. Yeah. Well, but, and I think that our society doesn't value thinking anymore. And when you take time to think, it's just not a respected it's just not a respected thing. The concept of thinking. Thinking, no. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's we're uh, we're right now we're in some call me Tim. I am interviewing Luke Newman, comedian, philosopher, awesome guy. Uh, we do there is an open mic every Friday from 3 to 6 called the Common Thread Collective and they do all kinds of crazy stuff Uh, and the comedy open mics here at the station are Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 8 we got people coming in coming in in off the street no it's great yeah Yeah, it's Mutiny Radio on uh, 21st in Florida you can always give us a call if you want to ask Luke Newman, the philosopher. Some oh, questions. you have do you, you take calls? Oh yeah, four somebody five, call four one five. If anybody I know is listening, which is probably highly, I tried unlikely. to tell people. I made a picture for you. Did you see that today? I did. I did. Is see that, that nice? Four one five 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 zero zero five one one is the call in number, and uh, you could ask philosopher Luke Newman to solve one of your life problems. He'd probably <laughs> say, "Just walk around and chill the fuck out, dude." Oh, I'll definitely. Yeah, not solve it, but this is an interview. Is your work important to you? Is the work that you do for money, do you, does it fulfill your soul or is it just a means to pay rent? Well, it's definitely a means to pay rent. That it definitely is. And I think, um, I was, I was reading something about the ancient Egyptians and, and how like their society, everybody in their society was so happy because the way they did things was you, you 
it wasn't like you know you pay money for this it was like you uh, offered a trade ah so everybody learned how to do something and was proud of what they did whether it was like you know pottery or right, cooking baking, or baking bread what, yeah or, whatever your sure. skill was making bricks or, yeah okay. you're good at that right and so you took pride in that sure and so that gave you even if it was a small thing it gave you fulfillment to to do that so that's how i look at going to work you know what i mean like i i uh, make pizza and 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 shit cool yeah it's it's i think i think it's cool you know yeah, what i mean pizza's badass yeah and uh and every day i try to like make the best pizza i can try to get better at it. i do the five so flip great. it up in the air and spin it and all that shit you know that's rad and uh i feel like that's what you gotta enjoy you gotta enjoy what you do um, even yeah. even though it's it's just a way to make money in the interim until I fulfill my sure. dream of being a comedian. Yeah. Which may or may not happen. I have no expectations. You have no expectation. You don't want to be. Th- but you. I mean, you're 28. You want to say in 10 years, like you just don't even want to put that capper on yourself because then you don't want to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Yeah, something like that. But also, I just I don't know if it is or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just can't. There's no way the I can know. So I can try, and that's sure. all I can do. All I can do is try. And, and make really I, and, great pieces and I, in the room. Yeah, and I wouldn't and I wouldn't be trying if I didn't have some confidence that I could succeed. Right. You know. Sure. So I think just to be trying is is inherently there's you must believe you can, you could succeed. I, I work in food. food you should if you think you're gonna it. fail, don't try. You know. Well, but that's if you think you're gonna fail, don't try. Uh, I mean. <sighs> and let me say this: if you if you're trying. There must be something in you that thinks you can succeed. Uh, okay, all right. I'll say that. Sure. There, uh, there must be. You're not. You, yeah, there. You has can't. To be. You're not going to try if you if you know for sure you're not going to succeed. Then then you then you know it's a waste right because then you know you're just going to hurt yourself. It's like yeah. So if you are trying, then on some subconscious level, you know that you you have some sort of confidence there's that a, you can there's succeed. There's a hope that yeah. you you have the confidence to hope. So something like that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I work in food service too, and I enjoy it. And I, and it's, you gotta enjoy it. And I, I, yeah, I have a fun time doing it. And it's in a, it's in one of my favorite places. That's your life that you're living. Yeah, so I mean, if you're I'm not there, enjoying it. Yeah, it's six hours that I'm enjoy there. You I'm trying to have it. fun. It's your life. You gotta enjoy your life. Yeah, I mean, even if, you if don't, it sucks. I, I guess. I guess it takes the same amount of energy to see something as sucking or to see something as happy. It's just yeah. how you focus your energy toward it. Like, you can go to open mics and be like, this sucks, I'm wasting my time. Or you can go to open mics and be like, well, I learned this and I learned, I, you know, I, I got some drinks and then I didn't mm. do this. Like, so, for example, last night I just... I was trying to think of good stuff about the time that I spent at an open mic. And I said to myself, well, I didn't say, um, not once on stage. And everybody else pretty much did. And it was something I noticed all night. And I was like, yeah. So I could have thought of the night of like, there were only two real people there and the rest were all comedians and none of them were really paying attention. And so, you know, but instead I thought I didn't say, um, that, and in a six-minute set, the small, the small steps, and I heard somebody was saying, somebody was talking about, you know, they were trying to say some motivational shit or whatever, and they're like, 
if you're building a building you got to lay one brick at a time so uh-huh. if you're laying that brick then you're going you're in the right direction sure. and then i heard somebody somebody fair enough uh fairly enough rebuttaled well you should have a blueprint you can't just <laughs> lay bricks and you look up one day and it's just a random <laughs> you know stack of bricks but if you know you're building a house and you're laying it if you brick got the blueprints brick, yeah i don't even think you need blueprints though you can sort of feel where to put the bricks you're not gonna like put them super far away from each other well, and not make a structure i don't mean actual literal blueprints but just right. use some idea of how what right. you want a house to look some, like yeah some <laughs> end vision or maybe not but but you do but you do have to build a house right you know I'm trying or to if you, yeah, maybe you do, maybe you, maybe you want to just build some modern art with some bricks and that's yeah, cool too that's cool too see and all of a sudden you look down and you're like oh i didn't even mean to do that yeah nobody could live in here but it looks good but it, yeah you know so let's start again and <laughs> but sometimes art is it could just be art it can <sighs> you're a philosopher i'm very excited about that i am i am a philosopher <laughs> yeah thinking is good and and we need to back you know in the greek times people lived their lives and and people helped them just think like there was a lot of thinking socrates didn't even write anything down because he thought that that polluted the concept of true thought and that the the realness and the the importance of thought is the thought itself and that by writing it down it's then polluted because someone else can have a different perspective on it Mm. so So we didn't even know what Socrates really talked about or what we only know through Plato. So because yeah. Plato was the guy who wrote down all the things that Socrates thought. You, you believe you believe in Atlantis? Do I believe in Atlantis? Yeah. That's what Plato, that's what Plato was talking about. The lost island of Atlantis? Mhm. Sure, I think that there could have been because what else about the Noah and the flood thing? Like we have all these we have all these biblical allegories about not only the flooding. bible but every 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 ancient s- culture and around the world talks about there was a flood happening and Everyone. so there must have i mean there'd have to be some well i heard i heard that just to just to get absurd real quick i heard sure. i heard um they they uh they discovered a place in um uh, west africa that fit plato's description of what atlantis was Really? Mm-hmm. It's called the Recot structure. It's a it's a it's a it's a structure miles wide, um, with rings, and and like uh, used to be used to be and apparently the 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 Sahara used to be a lush green sure that's environment so- with lakes and rivers running through it up until about twelve thousand years ago, which is the time when Plato said um, a, a a huge. Um, uh, catastrophe wiped out the city of Atlantis. Wow! I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, and the, the Saharan Desert has been growing. It's been it's been widening mm-hmm. for many many years, just getting bigger and bigger and swallowing up. That's that's, that's a crazy idea. I'm not trying to. No, I I hey, I don't think it's crazy at all. I hey, people think I have crazy ideas. I think that the I think that the reason we have tr- so much dragon mythology is that T Rex was a dragon. Atlantis is real. Everybody. Atlantis is Atlantis real. Is no, real. why couldn't Atlantis have been a real? Place? And it's in West Africa. Yeah, it doesn't mean it was underwater. It means that it was a place that got swallowed up by water, but then the world is constantly right, changing. Right around when the, the end of the last ice age. And there's the whole Pangea idea that if, you know, if you look at all of the continents, you can put them together like like a puzzle. Like 
Brazil fits right into Africa pretty nice, like a little puzzle. And that before the flood or before the movie, Tower of Babel actually is where the Bible says is that everybody was learning one language and they were all together. And so God was like, this ain't good. And then he split all of the different continents so that they'd be spread out and the water sort of sprung up. And that makes sense. I All of it makes sense to me that we have texts that are allegorical and really to explain crazy yeah. things that happen. And also I think it's important to realize that a lot of times I heard that um, like when in, in the uh, Islamic um was it the Quran? They talk uh-huh, about uh-huh. the seventy-two versions you get. Yeah. I heard that in at the time in the culture that to say you get seventy-two or something was just a, like a euphemism for saying you're gonna get a bunch. Oh, okay. So, sure. so like there's those that like those little types of things, those mistranslations and misunderstanding of what what like the the culture and, and sure. the language was like the. Uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, Weltanschauung. What is that? Did I pronounce Get that right? The are you like the fabric of society? The, I something. think Gestalt, but the it's it's a, it's the, a something of has to do with a, like the lexicon or something. Sure, like sure, that. sure. Anyway, I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm uh, getting too deep into into uh, I'm digging myself a hole. I can't get no no intellectually. I love your intellectual. But uh, that's great. <laughs> It's, it's but something goes all like the way that. to the island of Atlantis. Yeah, but but so but so we 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 think of we think of like everything that we take everything that they're saying in the Bible literally, and it's like that it may not they may not be speaking literally. Right, right. Etymologically, I think was the word right. you're looking for. Where the words come from? Well, yeah, it was yeah. Aramaic that was translated know, into Greek, and then it was translated into Latin, and then it yeah. was translated into English. And also, and, other and also, the, our 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 Bible is, is the King James Bible, like sure, the King sure. of England. Yeah. In whatever yeah. fifteen hundred, like sure, oh yeah, let's let's believe his translation. Like, yeah, sure. He yeah. was a great guy. Well, and which books, which texts were written during that time, and which ones were chosen to be a part of the Bible? Right. There, all the Gnostics had written books mm-hmm. of the Bible. They just didn't get included. There were right. women. There were women. And they just found about. out recently. They just found the Gnostic Gospels recently. I yeah. Relatively, it was okay. like nineteen fifties or something like. That. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely different understanding of Jesus Christ and, and all that. And that time, yeah, what they decide to, and when they were translated, and how, it's just all, it's all crazy. And and then you have the Library of Alexandria. Oh, which, which was got destroyed. burnt up. Yeah. Who knows what was in there? Well, and, uh. exactly, but even at the time, what, who, what people knew how to read. Like, yeah. the ability to translate specific symbols into written language or whatever that's that's pretty much been for the priests and like i don't know the rich people i'm not sure but i know women weren't they weren't really cool about that and slaves and pretty much like yeah. anybody could be enslaved well back i then. think i think in egypt they they like the, uh they were pretty egalitarian cross across class and across so gender every, everyone everything. got to know how to read i think but also so. they had an emoji language so like they're they had a pictorial language so well actually i i heard that there was there was there was different types of written language. There was the hieroglyphics that we know that we see on the wall, and then there was a more practical, like day-to-day huh. uh, language that was written on papyrus, which is they used to like trade and like, you know. And and the the hieroglyphics that we see on the wall are actually just like a more, like a more formal artistic uh, language. So they huh. have multiple languages for different contexts in in Egypt. That's that's 
what I heard. And you somewhere. didn't even go to college, and you know all of these things. Yeah. Do you, what, do you have the internet or something? I do have the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why I find college so ridiculous at this point. Is I you know. could you could yeah. you could take your own college and you could do it for free. You could download the syllabus, the syllabi of um, different professors and what yeah. they taught in classes, and you could just study it on your own because you can, yeah, all you, of the books are at the library or online. You could, you could educate yourself for free now and so it sort of makes this it makes school like a a rich man's game it's like this obsolete thing like if you can afford education then you get to be educated and that sucks like because now we can all educate ourselves yeah. but what that's not valid yeah is the knowledge valid or is it the piece of paper right and and let me tell you you go on youtube you can find you can watch uh, like lectures on anything you want from like harvard professors that's crazy and shit for free crazy. for free <gasps> i didn't even think about youtube just go to YouTube and you search Harvard professor lecture on whatever, and you're getting you're getting the the education. You could watch you could watch twenty of these, yeah. And you're getting you're getting the education that people paid thousands of dollars for for free on YouTube. That's insane. I never even thought about that. Look at that, the future. Uh, this has been Luke Newman here on Some Call Me Tim. I'm actually I have a second interview. Richard Barney should come in to the studio. And uh, I think he went outside to smoke, but you can smoke pot in here. Um, I will put up some music. Last thoughts to the people. Although you can stay for the second hour if you want, unless you have things to do. Unless you have to go make some pizzas. Do you work tonight? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Oakland and do some... I'm going to uh, the AU Lounge to fuck with uh, Larry Dorsey. Oh, right on. Yeah. And then I'm, and then probably after that, I'm going to go to Bricks 581 oh, with Frosty Nugs. I love that late night show. Yeah. I miss it. It sucks that I work every Wednesday now. I can't ever be on that uh, show. Yeah. It's a fun... It's a fun situation I do I like that place and then he always has the food too they break yeah, out the bring out the, the Puerto Rican chicken wings oh my god uh, it's so good with the sauce uh, yeah. delicious I love that place and Frosty Nugs is, is a G he is so. a sweet sweet man yeah. and he is he is a special human being he's he been, he's been dead and been brought back to life oh yeah he's like a cat he got he got yeah he, he got, got stabbed he got in lives. the heart he literally was stabbed mm-hmm. in the heart yeah. yeah, and he's still alive to tell it. Uh, hey, Richard Barney, come on in. Yay. You can stick around with Luke or you can take off or whatever you want. Uh, I am joined for the second half of Some Call Me Tim. Thanks, Luke Newman. Yay. He's going potty and he's going to look at himself in the mirror for a while because I made him get high. Well, I decided to do that all on my own. Yay! <laughs> oh, and you have a cookies hat, which is, um, that's a brand of, of, do you work for them? No, no, I'm just, just a cool, fanboy. Just a cool hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love weed too. Well, welcome to Some Call Me Tim. Thank uh, you for having the me. second hour. This is the show where I interview uh, t- this week two people, but about what you believe in. So, um, Luke and I got pretty philosophical because he's kind of like a philosopher. Like, he sort of strikes that he's like a self-made Buddhist philosopher. Wow, so it's definitely going to be downhill from here, Yeah, huh? sweet! <laughs> uh, Richard Barney. I usually have you turn around and look into deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. He's behind you. I'll look at Sparkle Jesus. He's, uh, there he is. Do you do you believe in Jesus? He's in between the... He's underneath the Easter baskets. See the oh, picture? Oh, of Sparkle? I see There's Sparkle Jesus. Oh, he's so sparkly. Yeah. I didn't break him out, but there he is. Do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Um, no, no, not like at all. It didn't exist. Didn't. Yeah, I mean, 
people some whoa this is this chair leans back a lot further than I thought uh, isn't it scary when that happens <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I uh, a lot of people say that they believe in like the historical Jesus or like you know there was a person named Jesus who lived a long time ago um, but we really don't have a lot of records you know everything's kind of handed down from verbal tradition and I don't know people will believe what they want to believe when it suits their uh, their their cause so you'll you'll I feel like even the people who who do believe in like a, a godly Jesus uh, when they want to defend that to other people they're like well you can't deny that Jesus did exist and I'm like well why not I mean, yeah where's your proof sure I yeah <laughs> I mean well it depends what books we want to what books we take that they're real or not like Someone could argue that David Copperfield was real, but... I mean, there's the magician. Uh, there's the magician. There it is. There is the magician now. Or I'm trying to think of another, like, character in, a, in like, Captain Ahab. Like, yeah, exactly. I'll, is I mean, Moby Dick real? Right. Is there a real whale that's vindictive? I don't know. Anyway, stories. Are stories real? How much do we, how much do we believe in stories? Well, I mean, I, I guess, guess a lot. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's sparked many a war. The belief in one story or another. Yeah, like how? That's that's always blown my mind. The, like, I'm not religious at all. Oh, okay. I, like, I'm I am as skeptic as you can get. I don't believe in ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts? No. Really? Really. When you're dead, you're dead. When you're dead, you're dead. You just shut off. You shut up. There's yeah. no afterlife. Exactly. There's no ghosts. You're alive for a while, and then as you're dying, your brain gets flooded with DMT, and so you start to like hallucinate and trip that you're seeing like your grandparents or whatever, or some big light in the sky. But really, you're just you know hallucinating, and whatever you believe is what you're gonna see because it's all in your brain anyway. Uh, and then because your brain's trying to save itself because it knows that it's dying, so it just pumps out all these chemicals, <sighs> and then you just shut off. And that's it. And that's it. And then they burn you or they bury you or the worms eat you or something. But it... Because con- you, once your consciousness is gone, then it's... But if consciousness... But consciousness disappears all the time. Like we dream. We yeah. fall asleep. We're unconscious. Exactly. We're... You pass out. You know, I know people who have you know uh medically died right. and come back and they said that it, there was nothing they just there was nothing. saw black and like it was like being asleep and then they woke up and it was a couple of days later and like what happened whoa yeah so there's nothing then why why do we have so many stories that people believe about heaven and afterlifes and all well, this because like, in america aliens. heaven and christianity is shoved down our throats like that's mm. it's as as much as people say oh this is not a christian nation and it's true that like you know we're not supposed to be a christian nation it's definitely a nation with those kind of with people that are afraid of death and they want mm-hmm. to believe in everlasting I mean, life well look at how the president says god bless america you know the sure. the president the leader of the country of right. not religion at all right says this religion bless America. And that's what you have to say. Right. If you're president, you can't say, may Buddha place his belly on your dinner plate or whatever the yeah. hell you say. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I don't want to offend you, he's but not I don't really know a, what you're... He's no, not well, really I, came in, I came in to say everybody needs to uh, accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, you are talking to the wrong person, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I, when, when I was little, I, I literally believed 
that I believed it. I drank the, the Jesus Kool-Aid and I believed that Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I hung out. I talked to him all the time. Did he talk back? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I believe that George Bush the same way. He said God talked to him. I think that all people who are like zealous Christians do believe that the Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, any of the Trinity talks to them, oftentimes through many different signs. I, I believed, but also I was a child with an exactly. active imagination. Exactly. And like your your brain can do endless things to your body. There are people who just believe that they're pregnant and so their body, they swell up yeah. because they believe so much that they're pregnant that they start, they'll start producing milk. A placebo milk. pregnancy. Yeah, a it's placi- called a hysterical. A uh, it's a placidency. It's a hysterical pregnancy. Yeah. Hmm. And even uh, it Which is, is a bad name because it's not that funny. Right, it's not funny at all but it's mentioned in literature as well. Uh, a little play called Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf has four characters and one of the characters, Honey, who's the is wife. Is that where Jesus came from? A hysterical yes. pregnancy? Yeah. Possibly. I mean, well, they believe that... Because there wasn't no father. Well, they, uh, She just must have thought well, so, she was, so strongly. But she was visited by an angel, supposedly, <laughs> no, and the angel touched no, her that, belly. That's the thing. Is, and that's therefore, all bullshit, right? right? It's got to be. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Is, it's insane. It's insane Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me the, that, that the Bible is bullshit? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit not bullshit. I can't believe it. But it's, it's, the thing is that, so this is a funny story, right? There's a woman who is young and she wants to, she likes this guy, Joseph. Um, and she's having I like a the dream. Way this is being set up like right? this is how your mother and father met. So yeah. there's, you know. So, so she's God, she's yes. she's sleeping, and the angel of God comes to her in a affluent, a, a, a beautiful light, a affluence of light, and he's and she's afraid, and he says, "Do not be afraid," and he touches her in the hoo in the vagina, and he makes her miraculously pregnant with the seed of God. And then doesn't she wakes sound up. Consensual. I, I don't. It doesn't sound consensual. No, no. It. Is, I don't think it was. And then suddenly she's pregnant. And Joseph was a cool enough guy that he's like, I'm sticking with her, but it wasn't me. So mm. do they ever? I don't. I don't. I don't read uh, fiction, so I, I haven't read the Bible. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, well, no. No. It's like, no, no, it's who, so who better? Who better to talk about it? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Than somebody who knows nothing of what they're talking about. Yeah, but do they like, ever talk about like? her pregnancy or is she just like made pregnant and then all of a sudden the next day she gives birth in that manger that they're in right that's did pretty they much spend the, nine right, months right, in right. that yeah. hotel manger no yeah. so it was that they had to travel back to Joseph's hometown for a census that's why um, so she was pregnant and they were living they weren't in Bethlehem but Joseph was from Bethlehem so they had to travel there for the census and that's why they got caught in the manger because all the all the inns all the towns hotels were full because of the census so everyone had to go home to the to the city of their birth to be counted but they were up by the Sea of Galilee or something so anyways they were traveling and she's like oh my god I'm gonna have a baby and they said well we got a barn back here we don't have we can't let you in the house here because we're all full and everybody's paid and you're poor and you don't have money anyway. So get back in the barn and have a baby with the cows and stuff. And lo- my, my friend, what is your name? Uh, my name is Rick Storer. Rick. Rick. Oh, Rick Storer. Rick Storer? Rick my name is Luke. Good to, meet you. Good to meet you, Luke. Is that like Luke from the Bible? 
Um, I think probably. Probably. And and um, the Luke story in the first chapter, that that one, that's the yeah. most accepted biblical I, story. I, uh, pre- I wrote that. Most accepted. <laughs> I authored that. Yeah. You, yeah, you are the Luke, the titular I Luke. I the Luke. And let wow. me tell you, yeah, he could definitely turn water into wine. Yeah. And uh, we got fucked up. Wow. Yeah. Turned boring into a fun time. Come on, man. That's why we love That's why Jesus I Christ. drink too. I drink because life is so boring. Oh, I drink because life is just too much. Oh. There's just, uh, that's the only way to dull all the, it's madness, right? It's just like, uh, I, maybe I've done too many hallucinogens in my life, but like everything is just overwhelming all the time and it's it's a lot. And so you drink or you smoke weed and it just kind of like mellows you out and it allows you to mm. function and focus yeah. like, a, like a real boy. Like a real boy. Hey, Rick, so let me ask a question. You, are you an atheist? Yeah. You're an atheist. Yeah. So you believe there's definitely no God. Absolutely. How, how do you know there's definitely no God? I don't. I mean, but I just believe that. So you don't know for sure. Right. But, but, what, but how do you, you believe it anyway? Yeah, I believe it. So how are you? Do you believe in God? I don't know. I'm an agnostic. Oh, well, that just seems like an atheist that's a pussy. <laughs> or, but see, but see, I don't know. Well, just fucking commit. I haven't, What's I haven't looked everywhere. I would if he was somewhere I haven't looked. God or she was somewhere I haven't looked. Have you looked everywhere? Have you been everywhere? Do you know I, for I've sure it's around. a god? No, Do you I know just, for, Have you been dead? No, uh, no, but I know people who have. <laughs> see. I try not Ooh. to call it God, but right. I definitely believe in higher powers, and I bet you believe in higher powers too, because. I think so I, I, you, do I you like believe to in gravity? Do you believe in God. gravity? Uh, yeah, but that's, gravity's that's a, higher a higher power. power. But that's a Indeed. measurable effect. There but, is a measure. But we gravity don't understand. Is, what, 10.2 meters per second per second? It's 9.8 meters well, per who, second squared. Well, who yeah. dictates the rules of gravity? But how do we know why it works? Why? Because why do things fall at 9.8 meters because per second the, squared? Because the the space time fabric. Who dictates who dictates the space time fabric, and no how do you know how that works? That because I've I've read physics books. But how do but but, but what is physics? Th- it's but the, the study and the science. But, but are there, of the, all this shit that everyone so, else has beliefs about? So there are laws of there are laws of nature, right? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So is nature. So, who, so where do the laws of who? How do we determine the laws of nature? We didn't determine them. They just are. And I know. We but discovered but them. they're determined by something. They're not determined. They just are. But but you can't. Nothing can just be. It's Why? De- it's determined by something. Who determined it? Who it may d- not be an individual person. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's some force that dictates what the the parameters within nature can operate. Why? Am I wrong? No. You, maybe. Well, yeah. obviously there is because no, because, because you can you fly? No. Exactly. So that's a yes, rule right you, there. Actually, you can fly. You don't oh, know well, how to fly a, fly a plane yet. Oh right. But I can you fly. can and fly. My human body cannot fly because I don't well, have that's hollow what bones. I'm t- and well, wings. that's what I'm talking about. Hollow bones. But, but that's, that's what. See, that's a rule. Chris didn't that's, understand about the hollow bones. That's a that's a Too limitation you're you're subject to, right? Because of the laws of nature. Yes. Right. So so where do the laws of nature? How do those come about? Okay. The, uh, That's I, my question. I feel like you are reading more into the word law than the word nature. Ah. It's, I'm, I'm 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 saying that there there's there I'm I'm putting the two together. Right, but you're you're saying that if there's a law, that means that somebody determined that. No, law. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, saying that, that it's a, a law. It's a it's a it's a law of nature. So it is determined by something or someone. We know that. We're getting into semantics here with how you want to define determined. Because <laughs> that's how I'm defining it. As in somebody. It uh, is determined by something or someone. That's not. That's 
there's no proof. by something. There's no proof of well, that. Well, the proof is that at the all. proof is that you can't fly. So it is no. it is determined by maybe 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 some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of microbiology. This is the most faux new agey bullshit. I fucking. What are you gonna try to sell me some crystals it is, next? It is determined. <laughs> it is determined, right? Is How much not? amethyst is up your asshole right now? <laughs> is it not determined? Amethyst. So can you change it? No. Exactly. So it's determined. Okay, that's semantics again. Like you're saying. <laughs> this so is what determines it is my question. Uh, because of the way that physics. No, is. I didn't ask why. So what determines it? Nothing. Physics. So nothing. Okay. Physics. Well, that's and that's what physics, I'm saying. That's your. That's your opinion. Is that nothing determines it? Quantum fields. That's your opinion that nothing determines it. Yeah. But it is wow. determined by something. No, because I just said nothing, and that's but, the opposite but, of something. But how can how can nothing determine something? How did the universe come from nothing? Black holes. Yeah, but black it holes did. Are but it did though, didn't it? What are you trying to say? I, I, I don't know. I feel like you don't even know what you're trying to say. <laughs> right I don't. Now. I don't. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, too, playing too higher many, powers advocate. Too, all the comedians in the I'm room. I'm playing God's too, advocate. Too, yeah, God's advocate. It's good. Uh, you guys are listening to some call me Tim. We still have Luke Newman in. We also have Rick Storer. Uh, so, do you? Uh, what makes your life worth living? Oh boy, that is a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, <laughs> happiness. <laughs> well, the, and the okay, so the pursuit of happiness—that's good. <laughs> that makes you very American. Yeah, the pursuit of happiness, and also to to leave some sort of mark or impact ah. uh, because that's what we all want we all See, want nobody wants to die yeah no nobody wants nobody want because regardless of whether you believe in an afterlife i'd be or down not, to die Luke, for my let me fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> whether you believe in the existence of an afterlife yeah, or not or not everyone's scared of death nobody wants to die even even the people who are like i know i'm gonna go to a better place i'm gonna be with jesus h christ and i'm gonna be there with my mom and i'm gonna be there with my dog snappy and we're gonna be up there and it's gonna be fantastic they still are sad when people are dying because they're like oh man as much as i believe it's still a scary scary thing yeah and so you want something whether it's a child whether it's uh, uh an album that you released a painting that you made an effect that you had on somebody's life Everybody wants uh, to to have meant something. Yeah, and See, I think he agrees with yeah. me. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to live their life in complete anonymity. And as much people uh, do, you know, want to live uh, a quiet life, they still want to have an effect on on the world. They still want to ha- have made the world a better. Place. I, there are those that don't. Yeah, I mean, they're psychopaths and sociopaths. So to say nobody does is not true. Well, but oh, boy. Go, 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 back, go back to this. You said you want to be happy and you seek happiness. What are the things that make you happy? Um, creation. Um, making others, other people happy. Um, music. Performing. You know, just... I, got, I think it all comes down to making other people happy. I think that's really the only way... To be truly happy. That is a very Jesus-y thing to say. Jesus himself would say something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't even need a Jesus <laughs> even need to a be Jesus. a cool dude. Yeah. I could be an atheist who's like, no, you die and you rot and there's no God and still be like, but I want to make you happy. Right. So what's the point of being happy? Because that's all you have. Is it? Yes. Uh, so, but what's the, so why? Because what else is there? What, 
Does that? That's not. That's not a reason. That's not it. What? What? Okay. If you're not to do something because there's no other option is not. I'm a not reason. saying it's no, there's no other option. I'm saying it's the best option. Happiness is be the happy. best option. Yeah. Are you Are you happy with your life right now? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but I don't think anybody so should be completely so, happy with their with their life. I think you should always be seeking improvement. So if you're not happy, what are you doing? Trying to be happy. And how do you do that? By do by creating, by performing, by listening to music, by making other people happy, by having experiences. Because I believe that there's no afterlife, and because I believe that life is all you have, if life is all you have, that makes it the most important thing in the world. What wow. If, what if there is an afterlife? Um, then, Hypothet- then there's a- Hypothetically speaking, are you willing okay. to entertain that hypothetical? I'll what entertain if, it, sure. What if, okay. there, what if there is an afterlife? Okay, then what if? Yeah. What what then? So what if so so what what if uh, what if like all that shit in the Bible? What if it's like true, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking? Mm-hmm. And you die and you get to the pearly gates and they're like, we told you, bro, we 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 gave you a book. I'd be like, oh, looks like I was wrong. And then you end up in hell. And then well, the how do you feel itself, then? How would you feel then? The church itself just said that. But how would exist. you? But how would you feel then? The church is not God. But how would you feel then? Is the Bible is not God either? That's true. But <laughs> but how would you feel then? Uh, if you ended up in hell because of your atheist, well, I imagine hell, abhorrent. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. What do you imagine that hell would be? I imagine though? hell is just the worst feelings ever. Like uh, whether it be burning in hellfire or whatever, you know. If there's a hell, I will entertain this mm-hmm. crazy yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, insane. Um, but I believe if there's a hell, it's like everybody has their own individual bubble, and whether it's like you are experiencing some sort of physical pain or reliving the worst moment of your life again, again, and again, and again, or doing things that you hate yourself for. It's just the worst possible feelings. What would make you the most unhappy? That's probably what we're talking about. Things that would make you the most unhappy. What would be your be yours? Yeah, what would be your hypothetical? Like Probably being Seinfeld asking you, "What's the deal with Satan?" That would be great because over at least there'd be somebody else. I think my absolute. So hell- that'd be your heaven. So we're watching a Seinfeld set. Oh God, no! That's purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't take enough airplanes to relate to that guy. <laughs> Drive enough cars from 1914. I never even had airplane food. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> your hell would be either. So the worst things that I can imagine are um, either being entirely sense-deprived, so there's no sight, feeling, sound, smell, taste. All you have is awareness, just Oof. consciousness. That'd that be hell. you are, that you exist. It's like that Metallica well, video. Hey, it's yeah. the Metallica video when darkness impersonating yeah. me, all that I see. And then it's the thing, it's the head that's like doing the SOS kill me mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, got you there. But, all you right. but if but you couldn't smell people's farts, that'd be a positive, right? No, because if you're smelling people's farts, that means you're you're connecting with people. That's at least something. That is at least a thing. If you had no sense of smell at all, you would kill to smell a fart. Just because it's the thing that you can't if you had no eyes, you would kill for one eye to see somebody getting I'd, stabbed in the face or I'd something. kill to smell a rose. I wouldn't kill to smell a fart. If you had no sense of smell, you'd feel very different. I guarantee it. Like the men's warehouse man himself, I guarantee it. How do you know I don't? How do you know I can't? I do have a sense of smell. Because you haven't said that you don't so far. But so you just assume that. Am I right? <laughs> you are Luke. correct. Well, looks like I didn't make an ass out of you and me today, Lukey boy. 
But you don't know that I could have some sort of some sort of uh, you know. I just believe. Issue. I just farted. Can you, you smell have, it? <laughs> I you have I faith fart. that I that I have a sense of smell. Got faith. The faith. The faith. All right. So hell is the is the removal of other people for you. Well, not even other people, but just the removal of anything Connect- connecting you music. to your fit. And th- that's the other thing is if there's a hell, it could be something that we can't even comprehend. Sure. You know, it could be so much worse on a, another level than something that we could even process, you know. For for me, hell would be um, having to do an eternal handstand in a baby pool filled with uh, like vomit and mustard sort of mixed together and so I'd constantly be in fear first I'd have to smell it which would be terrible and I'd be above it and it would be like a constant like pain and struggle of I'm upside down but I don't want to fall into this I have to stay in this handstand which is an uncomfortable position and it's difficult and I don't want to fall down and wouldn't it you hurts. get used to it? After, I don't after know. an eon of being like that and just realizing that you're never actually going to fall into the jello. You're just holding your or, or vomit. I call yeah. it jello. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So it's like jello wrestling. <laughs> no, but I, jello I, vomits. I, jello. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Cosby's down there too. He's, I'm not well, scared yeah. of him. Uh, but it would be. I, I don't think it would I think that what would happen in a hell like situation is it would be like fish fish have no memory so like right. every three seconds would be new to us yeah fish, so just fish be, have no memory yeah fish have like three second memories is so that that's right? why that's why you can murder a fish by feeding it too much like if you are a child and you have a fish and you sit and you feed it and then you wait three seconds and you feed it again you can constantly feed your fish yeah. till it dies because fish have no memory Fucking idiots! Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass fish. That's why I don't feel guilty. That's what the. When Where's I, their fish god now? Yeah, exactly. I used to be a veget. I was a vegetarian for years. Yeah. And I kind of quit being vegetarian because I started eating fish because they had no memory, and I was like, I don't feel guilty about eating them. They don't think they don't remember anyways. Yeah. They're alive and then they're dead. It's like, yeah. oh well. I mean, I don't. There. I think that's what difference differentiates humans from the rest of or most of the rest of the animal kingdom is that we have that that fear of the end and we have that awareness of mortality like cats don't give a fuck exactly. when cats are gonna die they get as far away mm-hmm. from everybody as possible they curl up and they say bye bye yep. and they're not scared and they're just like oh they, they don't think about oh what's gonna happen next or like what you know th- this section of my existence is ending or they're just like oh I'm tired I'm gonna lay down and then they never you know they, they don't yeah. give a fuck uh, <laughs> you're, but, so are you do you consider yourself someone scared of death um, yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of people say, no, I'm not afraid of death. And, uh, you know, and I think that I would like to not be afraid of death. And I'm not afraid of death in that I am afraid of going to hell or whatever. Right. But I'm more disappointed by death. Like, I'm going to miss out on so much cool stuff. But you're so young. You're like 26, 25. Uh, 29. 29. Okay. So you're both in the same age. You're so young. So why would you even be thinking about death yet? You know? Like, well, I don't think about it very often, but like, I my dad died when I was ten, so oh, I mean, like, whoa. yeah, that'll fuck you up. Like, so and you still don't believe in heaven? No. If, if wow, I would think that with a with a terminal relationship, an important terminal relationship at that age, that you would want to believe in heaven because then you'd be like, I can still talk to my dad. He's still sort of around. I remember him in this way. As a kid, I just yeah. I just can't fool myself like that. Yeah. 
I can I dig that. Yeah, even as a kid, I, I was like, that's dumb. Hmm. Like, really? It would be nice, but like, and I, I maybe I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk shit about people, but I just feel like people want so bad a thing to be that they're like, it just is that way because mm-hmm. I want it to be that way so sure. much that okay. it has to be that way. Right. I want to be able to, uh, you know, when my life ends, meet up with this person again. I want that so much that that's that's what it is. I'm gonna meet up with them again when I die. So you you were cynical from a young age. Yeah. Uh, I was the same way. But yeah. you're t- you were ten, and you were just like, this sucks. I was sad. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's no longer here, but yeah. you weren't like talking to him. No, no, no. And I mean, like, did you ever go to the graveyard and like no, talk to him and stuff? No, he got uh, burned up and scattered and stuff. So there's oh. not even like, there's probably a plaque somewhere. But who? I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna go visit a plaque. Like mm. who? Who? Uh, that's I. I hate cemeteries. I hate graveyards. I hate all that shit. Just like when you're dead, you're dead. Okay. Like why? That could be a park. You know, for people to play in. That could be uh-huh. housing for people to live in. That wow. could be anything productive instead of just could be, throwing. You could grow some 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 crops on there. You, you, know could, what I'm you could have the dankest herbs. Yeah. Isn't it though? You like, would smoke your dad, right? I would smoke for the sure. shit out of my dad. But yeah. so so much of like religion and history is is based on remembering and honoring people who have died. Yeah. So there's something that like the living I think they sometimes get something productive out of believing that caring about the dead is important I mean the Shinto religion the, or the I mean the Japanese like the entire culture is right. based on ancestor worship kind yeah. of stuff like in remembering and the remembrance of and in Mexican culture Dia de los Muertes sure. like the whole they've got the shrines so I saw Coco I know yeah, what's I up saw Coco. I'm I woke know. Remember, yeah. remember we were talking about whether or not dogs have a soul and the right. similarity between do- uh, the dog's soul and a human soul uh-huh. and you hear stories about dogs when they lose their owners they go and they go and sit by their grave you know after they're dead huh which is like how would they know where why, the grave why is? Why would they? Why would they do that? They're not. They don't. They're not Christian. Have they been led to this grave before? I mean, they know where it is, probably. How but they, they probably the last yeah. place that they smelled. Right, that but person. why do they keep going back? Because that's the last place that they smelled him. It's like that Hachi dog. Who but they know. The but they know he's dead. But why do they keep going back just to be? With it, the, this dead because they don't individual. I don't think that they totally understand that. It's like when you're you think gone so. Are you sure about it's that? It's like when you're gone for the day and you come. I don't home think you're, you're giving dogs enough credit. And your dog is like, "Oh my god, you've been gone forever. I didn't even know what happened. Like you've been." I think that when you're gone, your dog just is like, "They're gone. When are they coming back? They're gone. When are they coming back?" Because no matter how long you're gone, so you for, you think a dog doesn't understand time. the idea of death? I don't think that cats or dogs understand our human concept of time so we've created this time narrative that we all subscribe to we got clocks and shit and we're like this time is real but we've all decided as a group that this is real which is why daylight savings time is so stupid but we all agree that this time is real now dogs and cats don't subscribe to the clocks their their concept of time yeah is more intuitive probably it's no it's i think it's more like oh it's daytime right now so i'm up and i'm doing these things oh but now i'm gonna take a nap oh it's nighttime right now so now i I don't think it's like well in a month i'm gonna i'm gonna have lost five pounds and i'm gonna feel real good about my dog well i think i think that the the the, i think uh, human beings are animals right yeah and so as smart as we are as as disconnected as we can like uh intellectually 
make ourselves from certain more uh, primitive ideas or feelings. I feel like whatever whatever drives. I feel like dogs know when somebody that they know like love is dead. I think they understand that, and I think when they go back to their grave over and over again, I think they understand that this person isn't coming back. But there's something uh, irrational that's that's driving them something in, intuitive that's driving them to go back and just be there as close as they can be with this person who's no longer there with them and i think it's it's the same reason why human beings maybe not you or maybe not other people but a lot of people will go to to the grave just to be there and they'll talk to them people that are saying will go they'll talk to their dead mom you right, know because it makes you feel better exactly and it's and it's i think it's a, it's a it's just there's there's something driving us internally uh to do that as rational as it as it may be and and uh and you know to to connect that to religion that's not that's not religion driving that obviously because dogs don't ha- are, you know are, are but not as we know going all to dogs mass go on to heaven. yeah all dogs go to that heaven. is true yeah. all dogs do go to heaven yeah but they don't go to mass. It's <laughs> true, unless so, there's like a service dog. Yeah, yeah. And they have like, so that, that's a service have dog. To, have to help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> service dog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, are are you a are you a classically educated person, Rick Storer? Um, I mean, I've read the classics. No, but like, were you? Like educated by universities and such. I, or I went you... to college. Oh, so you did? Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I'm just. I'm That's just the most curious. roundabout way that I can yeah. say. I attended a semester or two. So okay. All right. Very nice. I went to college for like 10 years and never graduated because I just oh. took every class and never that's, finished a path. And That's what isn't that that's a general education. I'm surprised yep. they didn't just give you the. That's what I'm saying. The, I'm like, the, I, I've done enough here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, the problem is that if you've been going for 10 years, your your credits expire after seven sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, ah, yeah, but yeah, I don't think people need to be classically educated anymore to be able to be especially to be stand-up comedians oh no like just... do you know how many dumbasses i see on stage every day jesus christ you don't need to be educated in any way shape or form to be a stand-up comedian accepting that we're the voice of satire on on, on society and whatnot, i would so... love Comedy. if people could accept that we are the voice of satire i did a show here in san francisco two days ago and did some material that another comic deemed offensive <gasps> and so the, the nobody else deemed it offensive everyone was having a good time Everyone was having a blast. I'm not going to say I destroyed the room, but the roof was missing a few pieces. (laughs) So after I get off stage, this guy goes up and then just proceeds to talk so much shit about how I'm a hack and I'm making fun of this disenfranchised group of people and punching down and how embarrassed he was to even be going up after me. Wow. And then proceeded to bomb his entire set. And I was just like... Well, what does that show you, bud? Maybe you just love to be offended. Yeah. Well, I think the PC movement has swung completely the wrong direction. And I feel like I feel like the Me Too movement has put feminism way behind. And yeah. I mean, I, as a man, I'm not going to say anything about any of that. I, I have... Well, I'll, I, I'll say, I'll say support. <laughs> no, I think... I, think uh, I mean, obviously, there's positives to the me too move i haven't even referring to it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? it's such like a like a mainstream thing but um i think uh i think it is true that like a lot of liberals and progressives have lost sight of what liberal and progressive values are um 
because of whatever reason but i've i've heard i've heard people like when when donald trump and goes he goes and tries to uh, we support Donald Trump on this show, right? Yeah. We're big, we're big Trumpers. Listen, here. listen. Let me say, let me say I first and foremost, hat. I am yeah. not a Trump supporter. Let oh, me just make that on. clear. Not even a little bit. What about that grab him by the pussy thing? That's kind of cool. That's well, cool. I did like that. No. All right, it's just <laughs> locker room talk, Pam. Don't worry about it. Is, it. So good. But, but I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's like when Trump went in and tried to like um, make peace with with uh, North Korea. Granted, I understand uh, if people are suspicious of his intentions, but. I feel like it's like they're they're like he's saying that we should pull out of North Korea because we got we got a whole bunch of fucking you know war games and shit going on on their borders and and uh, they proposed a, a a plan they were like look if you pull if you get if you get all your fucking p- planes and shit dropping bombs on our border out of here then we'll freeze our nuclear program and they proposed that deal to Obama and Obama said no we're not gonna do that huh. and Trump also said no. But then Trump went to go meet with them, and and all the liberals and progressives who are supposed to be anti-war and pro-peace and everything, are like, oh well, Donald Trump, we can't we can't stop, you know, this is an important thing for America. We have to be in there. We have to make sure we have to tell North Korea we're not fucking around. It's like that's not a liberal attitude, but it but all of a sudden that becomes your attitude when it's because it's going against Trump, and so it's weird to me when when people start to be like they're so anti-Trump that they're gonna start if he says let's be peaceful we'll say oh let's be uh, let's be for war you see what i'm right, saying just to try to be contrary exactly. to, to his idea and it's like well, yeah and that, it's like i'm anti-trump also but like let's not let's not let our anti-trumpness override our our liberal values that this that is war is bad yeah we're anti-war we're not pro-war so if trump says let's pull out of a, a war let's not let's not be like oh well trump said it so let's keep doing war you know what i mean yeah so let's not, you know, I don't know. Is, am I making sense? Yeah. I In, think the brown I, I, Again, I am not a, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm just saying if he's talking about <laughs> he peace. He thinks that doth protest too much. If, if, yeah, you sound like he, a no, no, if he, freshman but if he's talking about peace, then I think he protests I, I will, too much. If he's if he wants to if he wants to make peace happen, I'll support that. Also, if he wants to lend me a hundred dollars, that's I'll also support that. Yeah, I support that. You I just, know what I'm I, I don't think that the end goal of any Trump plan is peace. I don't think that if I, he's pulling out that. of a thing, I don't think that I, he's. I believe I and I understand that. But if he's pulling out is because he doesn't want to get her pregnant because his sperm <laughs> are still live and they true. will Somehow. be until he right. dies. I don't know. Which is never going to happen. My favorite, my favorite thing he's done lately that made me upset is that when he was talking about his, well, it's still a Stormy Daniels, not that old. The the way that he discounted her, her testimony about whether they had sex or not was, of course I didn't have sex with that porn star. If I was going to have sex with a porn star, she'd be much hotter. So like, he <laughs> made it so that I mean, he's a, he's his way of case. defending himself was misogyny. Yeah. So if she, awesome. if I was gonna fuck a porn star, obviously she'd be better looking. I like. Is that obvious? It's so awesome. How dare this is the fun? If if this wasn't the real world, this would be the funniest fucking thing. If this was a satirical like comic strip, right? Good God, you can't write that shit. It's, like, yeah, it's so perfect that that guy is a nutcase and that he has that people still support him at this point. It's just comical, and it's like for all the people. I'm so sick of Facebook. I'm so sick of all the people who are like, oh, we just need to get along. Like, I don't care if you're who you guys support. Like, we just need along. to be. People. Peaceful. Who needs it? And it's like getting along went out the door a while ago. Okay, like if you support Trump, so what do you think? So what do you think we life. should do? We should kill all the Republicans? 
No. You want to wage war? I'm with you. No. Let's what pick the fuck? up arms. Let's I thought you were happen. anti-war, you liberal pussy. What the right. fuck? Right. So, so if you're not going to shoot at people, then we got to talk to them. Well, what? That's I, not true at all. So you're just going to have like just have this awkward, um, let's not talk to half the country anymore for the rest of time? Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know where Luke's going. Yeah, what? Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> He's you got you to talk, talk to these ones. We got to talk, Pam. That's all I'm saying. We just got to well, talk. Do I think you, that's what it comes down do to. We have but to if, you lose, if you lose hope, if you lose hope in, in all these fucking people that voted for Trump, then, and you just, and you just cast them off. Oh, and I write them off, right, right. Right. Then... Are you gonna just write them off forever? Then we then you, there's this permanent division between Trump people and non-Trump. We people, should have. And that's this how our country is gonna so go. Adopt a Republican day. Here is the thing. That's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. It's we gotta at, come together at some let, some let, way. Let Rick have his say. Sorry. Here's what I'm saying. At this point, it's beyond politics. I'm not saying Republicans are bad. I'm not saying Democrats are bad. Mm. What I'm saying is there's a person in power who is doing despicable, horrible, unforgivable things. Mm -hmm. Saying despicable, horrible, unforgivable, deplorable things. Mm -hmm. Acting in ways that somebody who is in a position anywhere close to him should never be acting. Somebody who's a person should never be acting like that in any way, shape, or form, but especially somebody in power like that. And if somebody can put all of those awful, terrible, racist, misogynistic, bad, evil things that he's said and done aside and be like, no, you know what? Because I am subscribed to that political party, I support this guy. He says Mm -hmm. what we're all thinking. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking those terrible things, I don't want you in my life. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. I can dig it, but... But... Ah... No, hey, it's. <laughs> look, I wish that look, look, America look, look, could. Me, see I, I, I would this. love to All have right. a discourse. I would I'm love a, to I'm have say a this. civil debate, a talk with people that could result in in progressivism. I don't. Or it I think. Forward, I but think it won't happen. I think. I think if you feel that way, I think you're right, and I think I agree with you. But I also feel like the same the same fucking vitriol. Uh, has to be uh, directed at Hillary Clinton for all the bullshit that she's done. And I think it's... What? Yeah. What? I Are think you it's, fucking crazy? I think it's disingenuous. But see, you don't even know. No, I do know. How many times did Hillary say that she was going to grab dudes by the cock? How many times did she make fun of disabled people? Yeah. How many yeah. times they, they definitely, did she rape she people? She didn't do exactly... Uh, the same things that right, which but, are the th- exact. But she things robbed. That I'm she you. robbed fucking Haiti, and she let Bill Clinton rape a bunch of people and paid off people she and all that shit. She let a man rape somebody. Are you saying she? I mean, she covered. She covered. Rape? She covered for him. And, and I don't think he shit. necessarily raped people. I think that he used uh, his right. he political power. Yeah, to I don't know to yeah. get I, people. I, don't, to, I, think, I think that Monica Lewinsky was a willing uh, participant. Yeah, absolutely. But that's also a, that's also the culture. Like if I was in her place and I was being an intern for the president and he was like suck my dick I'd be like fuck yeah I'm gonna suck your dick you're the fucking president yep like if you if he was like I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this cigar in your pussy and smoke it I'd be like fuck yeah you are you're the president here's what it is here's what it is here's what it is uh, maybe maybe you need to do some more research on exactly oh, that, was the, that was the most exactly, down fucking talking thing exactly fuck you maybe I need to do more research well apparently yes but uh, Jesus Christ but Hillary Clinton does some shady ass shit okay I'm 
I'm not promise every, you. blameless. Politics okay. right. comes from exactly. Greek word. Right. Poly meaning many and ticks meaning blood right. sucking creatures. That's a good joke. That's okay. a good etymology right there. But that's here's what I'm saying. Joke. I I, I have a great. problem. I have a problem with this when people are like. You need to vote for the left, lesser of two evils. It's like, okay, we got one, one, one candidate who slapped your mom, one candidate who slapped your grandma, and then, and it's like, who, do, who are you gonna vote for? Well, and then you got another candidate who just lets you borrow twenty dollars, but he's not, he's, he's a waste of a vote. Well, but that's, Bernie that's, Sanders. That's the thing is that that's how, that's how we're so gonna the, do it. The evil is that we're. I'll rather, I'll rather we're waste in a two-party system. Vote, vote for fucking. But it, th- that's the problem of a two-party yeah. system. A hundred and fifty exactly. years ago in our country, we had sixteen political parties, if right. not more. There were the why anti- can't I vote for Bernie Sanders? Well, they were the anti-Nebraskans. Who even cared that much about Nebraska that they were anti-Nebraskans? There was a there was a political party called the Know Nothings. There were the Copperheads. The Know Nothings. The, they were the Know Nothings. There was a there was one called the um, my party. the Pro Bank Democrats. They were moose. they were the bull moose. There was the, the anti the anti banks and the Pro Bank Democrats. They were anti-federalists. They were federalists. They were anti-federal. They were all these different political parties and so different ones. And the Federalists actually had. Members that became presidents. So, and there were now we've got the Green Party's a joke, yep. and d- socialism doesn't exist because we worked really hard in this century to make communism horrible why and to is, scare why is people the out party of. Why a joke? Because it doesn't have any power in our yeah. system. It, people run for governor, well, and it doesn't not? matter why. Because it's a, is the it because money. People are afraid to vote for it. Because no, it's because of money. It's because lobbyists yeah. have taken over. Lobbyists were originally called lobbyists because they had to stay in the lobby. Who's money? But that's the thing is the large corporations are giving money to lobbyists for their own who, self-interest. Who are, they, who are they giving money to? To smoking, to which, which, guns. Which political the campaign? Both. Both. So Just Democrats and Republicans. Hillary Clinton? Well, okay. But not this Luke, year. Not, not this bro, year. My, 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 my brother, my friend, my, my, my compatriot in, in this saying. life right now, I'm, I'm not saying. saying Hillary Clinton is Jesus Christ, okay? okay. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm nowhere Good. saying, and I never pretended that I did. Good. No, no, no. Politics just, is a dirty fucking game. Dirty, it is dirty. Indeed. But she didn't rape anybody. Yeah, she didn't grab anybody by the pussy. You don't and, know that. There is no proof that she raped anybody. Not that you've seen. <laughs> the fuck he's, are you doing? He's here? a contrarian. <laughs> he's a classic contrarian. Are you a co-host here? No, he's just he was just <laughs> like he's that. just one no. of them. No. God. <laughs> he's he's just we he's never one get of through an episode. <laughs> He's he's a guest today too. I'm just talking shit. Yeah, Luke Newman and Rick Store today on. Uh, we have like five minutes left. Uh, where are you performing? You said this week, but let's talk. Let's just do some self, some, some self promotion. Yeah, some yeah. plugs like where people can hear you um, do comedy. I'm, yeah, I uh, I'm at Who's Rick Store on all the things, the the Instagram and the. Facebook and everything. Um, and let's see. Tomorrow I'll be in San Luis Obispo. But wow, that's far away. Yeah, that's where I live. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on tour right now. I, oh, okay. I, I, Good. So Thank been, God you're yeah, up here coming. already. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but next week I'm going to be in uh, the Bakersfield area, like Fresno. Wow. Uh, Visalia, that whole, the 28th through the 3rd. So you're really you're just a traveling comic right now. You're yeah, hitting yeah. the road, yeah. moving around, getting it done. Getting it done. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very rewarding. Um, and it's something that like 
I can be proud of doing because I have a day job as well where you know I take care of developmentally disabled adults. Oh, good for you. Um, which is rewarding in its own way. Sure. But then it's such a relief and a release to afterward come out and tell dick jokes. Sure. God damn, I need dick jokes. Sure, absolutely. Do you actually have to wipe butts? I wipe many butts. I've, I, I had to wipe some butts too in my time. Yeah. Babies and adults. Somehow babies are better. Babies are easier because they're they we we can control what they eat. Yeah, and you can just move their little bodies around. Right, you can hold them up by the legs, and yeah, it's definitely harder around. to wipe a fifty-six-year-old butt. Yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> then there's the hair. There's the dingleberries. Oh, so much hair. So much. I know. So many baby. So much. So many more baby wipes with adults than with babies. They should call them adult wipes. Yeah, they should. Wow, you work hard for the money. I, I work hard for the very little money. You're yeah, right. and <laughs> but it, but it um it it affords you the time and the yeah. ability to leave and to go travel around and do yeah. your, your jokes. Wow, that's awesome. And you live down in San Luis Obispo. Very cool. Uh, Luke, where can people see you this week uh-huh. or next week? On do you have the, any upcoming shows? On the street, probably on at a taco street. stand we already talked somewhere. To, tonight, at, tonight at AU and then at Bricks. Yeah. Two open mics. So it'll be really fun. And then I'll, I'll probably be at Cafe International on Friday. Oh, right on. Telling some jokes. It's an open mic. It, and it's an everything open mic, so it's great yeah. because there aren't many comics that go to that one. And so the only problem I have with that is that I probably it's, shouldn't have said anything. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, comics don't listen to the show. They aren't okay. supportive of things I do. Uh, but Cafe International is interesting because the acoustics in the room aren't great for comedy, so it's kind of hard. Because so you have they're to kind be of really funny. Music. You have to be really funny and really engaging. I've done it before there. Mm, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's almost I've had good and bad experience. It's almost a better room for poetry. Hmm. Yeah. If people are more and that's the thing, if people are accepting of poetry, then comedy, poof, you're going to be fine. For the most part, I did a show at a church one time, and they it wasn't like a church show, but it just was in a church, yeah. which is a weird place to do comedy sure. at all, like yeah. in front of a cross and stuff. In front of God, yeah. In front of whatever Talk about, fake yeah. non-Jesus. Non-Jesus. <laughs> it's just a pretty building. It's just a pretty building. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus silently heckling you from his fucking cross. And but it was hard for you to do jokes in a church. Well, like, I mean, after with some poetry and stuff, it, it depends on the mood. Like, yeah. that's... I, I, there are goods, there are pros and cons to mixed open mics. Yeah. Um, the pros being you can make fun of everybody, and sure. that's that's my favorite part. Is like all the musicians and all the poets that come up is you can just you can talk shit about them, and it's great, and it's low pressure because you know it's right, right, because they're because uh, you have off key hippies that yeah, think exactly. that they're gonna have sign a record deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But at the same time, it's also you have to wait through all those. Hippies looking for a record deal, play yeah. their to make attitude them laugh. guitars. Yeah. To make, yeah, and they're they're usually too like, oh no, I'm uh, pretentious. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't laugh at things. My gloves are too pretentious for this poem. Yeah, exactly. But your joke is okay. Well, thank you, Rick Starr, Thanks for being for here me. This and was a coming lot of fun. all the way up. Yay! I had a blast. I came so up here for the uh, the Hell Hat one time. Oh, and, right on. Uh, yeah, it was a fun. I show. love the Hell Hat. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. It's fun. It's the I'm doing it the first week of the month now nice every week i i used to do a lot of themed shows and then i realized like it's a lot of work for me and yeah. i wasn't getting anything extra out of it so i was like i'm almost gonna let people tell the fucking jokes <laughs> like it's you. fine just do your jokes yeah Whatever tomorrow you want. in san luis I'm, I'm hosting a comedy game show oh so like it's i had to do so much work for that and prepare so much stuff it's, yeah 
Oh my God, it's a lot of work. And then, but if hey, if the audience is going to be there, yeah. good good audiences in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Oh, it's, good. You come down sometime. We have the best audiences. Sweet. I've been around. Slow. Six, slow. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Because they, I mean, you've it's a college town. Yeah, we've got it's a college town, but at the same time, it's also like, uh, which sounds bad. It's a retiree place, but it's like like a cool retiree place so you got like cool older people who are coming through and it's it's really really fun we have like consistent audiences good um yeah it's it's a great time badass uh, i have a, a podcast uh that I'll plug. <laughs> hell yeah uh, called a vast ye scoundrel where we we showcase mostly uh uh slow um artists and funny people and interesting people but also uh touring comedians who are passing through we just had uh we have an episode with matt gubser oh right on uh, he's a good hey. friend yeah the judge oh, we love him the judge gubser <laughs> judge and gubser rhyme together yeah so it's it's a, it's a blast everyone Come on seems down. everyone seems to bring their sexual misconduct to matt gubser i don't know why <laughs> like like people don't like take their problems can, to the police or to like any real judges but they definitely take it to matt gubser i think is, it's his resemblance to jesus it must be because i read mean, all that stuff keeps coming out and I'm like all right I guess he's the judge so whatever if the shoe as, fits as long as it's not me yeah right. I don't give a fuck no, he ain't it's not here, me he ain't, out, he ain't out here casting stones you know? no 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 appreciate that I appreciate casting stones that. I wish I lived in a glass house. I'm glad I live in a house at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I've uh, slept in my car my fair share of times See, on this tour. See, <laughs> there you go. Real comics yep. live in their cars. I don't, I, I've, 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 I've slept outside of a church before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've slept outside of... I've stayed awake and all night, And the too. shit was locked. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I was trying to figure out a way, somewhere to go to sleep. I was like, surely a church... Surely Jesus will let me stay at his house. Unfortunately, it was Joel was Austin, locked. so he's like, nope, yeah. not even flood victims. I, I was like, well, I'm sleeping on the porch then. <laughs> Sanctuary! <laughs> Sanctuary! Uh, well, this has been Some Call Me Tim. Thank you both for being here. Thank um, you so much. This Thank is fun. This has been MutinyRadio.fm. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. And go out and support some live comics, you guys. And press that donate button on the Mutiny Radio donate thing. And if you're a comedian, apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All of those That's happening right now. So we'll see you guys next week or hear ya or meet ya, talk to ya, whatever. Okay, bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details.
Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. What is 